0: Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Today, again, I'm joined by my wonderful host, Aaron. How are you doing, Aaron? How's your week?
1: All right, fella. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, very hot week, I'll tell you that much. Super hot week. Um, how, how was your week? I think you flew off to Germany or something.
0: Yeah, I was in Germany for a week, basically for work. But you know what? I really like Hamburg. It's kind of like it's a it's quite a big city so you know in london well in london in the uk you really only have london as the big city everything else is just a glorified village in germany at least hamburg felt like london and it's but clean that's what i liked do you know what i mean like they, they do things properly there it was it was london but clean uh, everyone is super moody but that's just germany for you so no no it was good food's good everything's good
1: yeah, I think uh, people are looking at options outside of uh, the UK at the moment with all the strikes and mm. with all of the issues that we're having at the moment with the economy. Yes, we, we love to suffer. We're staying here we, forever. Bro, the UK loves to suffer, but today we're not going to talk about all of that. We can maybe touch on the uh, union stuff towards the end, but uh, I think today we're going to discuss, we're going to have two main themes, but we'll start off with a figure that has uh, arisen in the past few weeks which i can't believe we haven't actually talked about it yet because i feel like everyone's given their opinion on this person uh, the one and only andrew tate mm. so when i say andrew tate what is your initial reaction to that steve
0: initial reaction is an image of this bold man with like dark sunglasses that speaks in an ambiguous accent i don't know if he's american or british or god knows where he's from i have no idea and talking about like toxic shit <laughs> basically right.
1: so let me give a little bit of lore on uh, Andrew Tate so what we do know that the mythos around this guy so his dad was a chess player uh, and quite a respected one apparently uh, and his mother I believe is an Irish woman so his dad is a black chess player from America and his mum is Irish therefore he's got mixed heritage of both British and American I believe up until the age of like six seven maybe a little bit older he was in America and then he moved over to the UK with his mother when his parents split and his and he lived in Luton of all places following that he um you know he's obviously developed this really strange accent having lived in many different parts of the land I believe now he lives in Romania and he had some sort of webcam service uh where he you know he had women doing kind of like OnlyFans sort of stuff for him. And he's made quite a fortune off of the back of that. And for some weird reason now, he's he's uh, you know constantly on different podcasts and on Twitch streams. And he, he's literally just infested TikTok with videos of him giving advice to people, whether that be on relationships or just how to live their life. Um, yeah, so he's, he's suddenly emerged. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And also he is a full time uh, world champion kickboxer, apparently. But I, I reckon the the organizations that he won those titles under are a bit fugazi, but that's neither here nor there. So I've discussed his law there a little bit. So what do you think of uh, Andrew Tate now?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, especially the kickboxing part, I did go into it and looked into it and the organizations that like I don't want to say local level, they're like world level, but like not acknowledged world level, if that makes sense. So, I mean, come on, someone who fights and wins uh, world titles, still, you got to give them respect. But like, you know he's known mike tyson let me put it that way so anyway respect him he's a martial artist started off that way and i believe he went to big brother as well um but I, th- I think what he's got is the knack of he's got the knack of making money but in a in in ways which most people don't want to make money and then he sells it off as if he's like an entrepreneur in some sense for example like his webcam service he's basically a pimp if we <laughs> like if we're keeping it real like he's taking all the money from these women that are basically exposing themselves on the internet. He's one step away from being a pimp. I think most people, if you gave him that opportunity, would turn it down just because of, you know, out of their own, I don't know if you want to call it morals, but they, you know, they wouldn't want to do it. So yeah, he made a lot of money from that, but do you know what I mean? Did you really put in effort? Yeah. At that? what cost? At what cost? Like, okay, if I decided to be a pimp, maybe I could be amazing as well. But like, you know, what I mean? most people don't, um, I also know that he made a lot of money from drugs, which he self-admitted, on the side of the uh, the webcam business. So, but what he does, what he does really well, is that. So he, it's true, he has a lot of money, off things that aren't really uh, available to other people. But then he he kind of wraps it around like real life and tries to claim like, oh yeah, you know, if uh anyone can do it everyone's an idiot if they can't do it you know you can make different businesses blah 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 but when you scrutinize the way he's done it it's all shady ways so it's like people fell for their flash and they forget exactly how he got there you know it's it's not easy it takes a lot of skill to be an entrepreneur and um yeah i guess you i think right now you could call him an entrepreneur because he's obviously doing other stuff he's got his training program or whatever but for him to get to that level you know, it, it wasn't so straightforward, let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, I feel like the story behind this guy is like it grows every day uh, and he, he's like a weird cult leader kind of figure at the moment. Um, so you can ad- attach it from many different directions onto, you know, who he is and what, what he's kind of promoting and that sort of thing. So we know he's wealthy, we know he's made his money. Some people might say, well, he done it in a weird way. Some people might say he didn't, whatever um in my opinion that's not too important you know he's a rich guy who's stunning his wealth. people do that every day that 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 i don't think is is that big of a deal but what the issue is is because he's developed this cult-like following of i would say mostly incels and that's where it becomes a bit worrying because the stuff that he spouts it, it can be very dangerous and you know he talks about multiple things and i think what really rose him to prominence was when he started talking about women and what they should do and what they shouldn't do and you know if you're a man here's what you do and if you're a man here's what you say and obviously a lot of young impressionable people are now listening to that and saying well yeah this is how women should be treated and this is how women should behave and so on and so forth and i think because he's quite eloquent because he is a good orator um you know he he package, packages the shit that he says in very nice wrapping paper and so they're. People who are receiving it as a gift uh, are quite uh, enamored with him. Mm. It's uh, it's a bit worrying to be honest. I think what he does, I think what he does, I
0: I think saying he tracks incels is a bit like disrespectful to people, but like uh, I I get what you mean. Like he, I mean, there is that group as well that's involved, but I think it's it's a theme in society today. It's not just him. Like Donald Trump is also another one where he attracts the same kind of group where. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but like, they, they, they do have an initial point which makes sense. So they start from a point of like, or some part of their argument resonates deeply in terms of like logic. But what he does is he wraps it around a lot of shit. So for you to actually buy into that, you have to also accept all of the rubbish, if that makes sense. Um, yeah.
1: So the, the point I was going to make, I'm going to call it the Alex Jones, yeah. uh, uh, what would you call it? That Alex Jones effect. So Alex Jones is a well-known conspiracy theorist and he's literally batshit crazy, but one of every 20 conspiracy theories he has is actually true. So every now and then he will say something that is true and then he will surround it with a bunch of bullshit, which just isn't true. And because he has those nuggets of truth in there. It will turn people that listen to him will turn around and be like, Well, look, he was true, he was saying the right thing about that, therefore, he must be right about everything. And I think, as you said, there's a lot of polarizing figures now, like including Donald Trump, for example. I'd say a bunch of sigmas follow them, right? This is this, uh, it started off as an internet meme, but now it's actually become like a group of people who call themselves sigmas. Um, and I think because it's so polarizing, and nowadays you can either be a hundred percent for something or a hundred percent against it, there is no in between you know if you support andrew do you either 100 support andrew tate or you 100 are against him which i think is the wrong way to go about it because i think as you said as well i you know in the core of it they might say some things that resonate with people mm. and then they wrap it around with bullshit but because people resonate with the things that they say deep down inside they think yeah this is my guy and they, they can't seem to differentiate mm. between what should be listened to and what shouldn't or what is a fact and what isn't a fact if, you know what sense. Is as
0: well i think like the core group as well that follow him and like really buy into him don't really know what it is to be like a man if that makes sense i, I don't know i don't know i don't know how to put it without sounding rude but like maybe it's because the way we grew up is like kind of fresh and we didn't really get that that filter or, or whatever it is but you know, for, i'll give you an example andrew tate is a martial artist they revere him for it uh so is um joe rogan they revere him it, it, there's this kind of thing about it where that you know they really look up to it for us it was very normal like you know my, my daddy was like oh yeah go do boxing you know go do martial arts it wasn't a weird thing for me growing up and even like sc- scuffing around with like my cousins or whatever it wasn't a weird thing where I do notice in other like um you know people that didn't grow up like me or in different areas of society they really look down on it they're like oh this is you know horrible violence blah 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 and I just to use martial arts as an example I feel like what's happened is that these people have been suppressed in these like basic things that, you know, once they're an adult and they can listen to anyone they want to listen to, you know, they grab onto anything to basically regain that, that, I don't know how to describe it, competitiveness or, do you know what I mean? Like that level of, if you want to call it masculinity, I I mean, like, and I think that's just in a martial art place, but I think it extends beyond that as well in other areas of their life where they weren't taught properly you know, on a healthy way. And so they're now just grasping for whoever's available. And Andrew Tate is here and he's shining. And they're like, yes, 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 that's what I need. But actually around that is a load of shit.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's like a chicken and egg thing where, you know, on one side you have people who are constantly moving the framework of what the idea of masculinity, of like what is masculine and what isn't masculine is constantly being changed and rearranged. And you have a younger generation of people who are growing up now, who, whether it's in their head, they've already got an idea of what masculinity should be, or whether they have no clue, they're looking for someone to tell them that, well, you know, here's here's what masculinity is, and here's how you can achieve it. And if you are falling short uh, of achieving what you believe masculinity to be, it's not really your fault. It's the fault of, and then they point to, you know, a different person and say, well, it's that group's fault, that you aren't reaching your full potential, whether that with Andrew Tate be, you know, he blames women for certain things or whether it's, I don't know, Donald Trump who blames the far right or Joe Rogan who blames everyone. Um, You know, that's what makes them so, have this gravitational pull towards, towards especially, I think, teenage boys. Um, I haven't seen that many women agree with (laughs) Andrew Tate, unsurprisingly, but um, although there are some, um, but I think, yeah, teenage boys in particular seem to be very susceptible to this sort of thing.
0: Yeah, because they're trying to figure it out at this point. And especially when it comes to, like, l- the female side, right? Like, that's the age where, like, they don't really know what they're doing. And, and let's be honest, like, most of them are probably all friend-zoned <laughs> and heartbroken because of that. So th- then comes this guy that basically tells them, well, he goes beyond. So, like, you know, you-, you can tell something, like a kid, like a 16-year-old kid, like, don't chase. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if, like if she doesn't if she's not interested just move on that's a healthy way to approach it but what he does is he says that and then he goes way beyond that like he he takes it to like another level and uh you know these kids are looking for advice wherever they can so and he's a loud shouter but i don't think it's just kids though i think this i think this problem exists in like adult males like 22 to 25 year olds as well which is like yeah, because, scary. do you like, know they what Never no,
1: they, mind this year. This is very good that you brought this up because I I was trying to remember this but the rate of suicides amongst men always increases just before a financial crisis. Mm. We're about to hit another financial crisis and a lot of the reasons for in my opinion this sort of thing happening is because when you have a lack of jobs and you have a lack of um you know material value that you can you can actually bring home and attach yourself to. Because we live in in societies where, you know, whoever has the most money, whoever generates the most money, whoever is uh, has the most goods is considered to be more valuable. People start to feel unvaluable when they don't have these things. So especially now that we're reaching another recession, you're talking about, let's say, 20 to 25 year olds. These are young men and women, particularly men who have been told you need to make money and you need to do this and do that now they've probably finished university they've probably if they've gone to university or they've you know they've hit what is considered their adult years and they look at themselves and think well i'm not making the money i'm not you know achieving status or anything like that uh when they've been told that they should be achieving money status or whatever Mm. uh, most of that is due to the the volatile nature of the current economic system that we're in yeah but i think that leads to kind of this self-doubt and self-pity and then when, you know, uh, Andrew Tate comes along and says, well, actually, if you give me, I don't know how much he charges, like £50 a month and join my hustler's university, which, by the way, is just a pyramid scheme, then you can get rich and I can make you rich beyond belief. Uh, and, you know, people in their desperation, I think, go towards characters like this.
0: I mean, we, we live in quite special times where we're literally wedged between a generation that really you know, had opportunities, really could grow their lives properly. And I feel like an end of an era, me personally, and we're the generation that's wedged in between where you can get, you know, the the highest qualification and you'll be working for free because you don't have any experience and, and they won't accept you. And even if you do have experience, you'll be working for like, I know someone who's done a PhD in advanced computer science, looking at, um, quantum physics. Yeah. Can you imagine this? He finished it. He's also doing another masters on top because he can't find a job that pays. Like they, he take you know there are jobs out there quantum computing jobs but they say you need to do it for free or you need to do it on minimum wage, like really really deep that and imagine you're in his shoes you spent so much money so many years of your life you know and it's not an a uh, it's not an exciting um, degree you know you're going to spend all your time in a lab you kind of killed your twenties to then result yourself and find yourself in a position where you can't even find a minimum wage job, that's. That's mind-blowing. This would have been unheard of to 50 years
1: ago. Yeah. So uh, I think even us as like um, minorities, yeah. our parents always told us go to university and your life will be saved. Like they always push the university thing, or especially on me. I can speak for myself. My parents, my da- I mean, I think I've said this on here before, but my dad used to say if you send a donkey uh, to a university and make him walk around it four times, he'll become a horse. So, <laughs> you know, that that's how much they valued university because yeah. back when they were growing up, not everybody had a university degree and if you got a university degree at the very least you would become middle class and live a middle class lifestyle if not becoming rich due to being a a part of a very elite group in society or supposedly elite group of in society who has this extra qualification that other people don't Um, but unfortunately as you said now i mean you can have a phd and they'll still expect you to work for free or say well okay if you want this entry-level job you need to have 20 years of experience well how am i supposed to get this entry-level job you know to get the experience if you want the experience price like it doesn't make sense though the market job market doesn't make sense at the moment and as inflation increases uh, inflation is basically when your wages stagnate but the price of everything else increases so your house price increases your your daily utilities bills increase your food prices increase your you know, petrol prices increase, travel prices increase, every single facet of life, but your wages stay stagnant. You're finding more and more people being stuck in this kind of endless loop of wake up, go to work, come home, sleep, and really have nothing to show for it. And it's quite depressing when you think about it in that That way. It's
0: really depressing. And and on top of that, like, as a man, like you said, there's a lot of expectations on you, you know, Um, whether it's right or wrong, like, you have to fulfill them. Otherwise, you feel like, you know, you're just a failed human being, really. And if, and then again, this comes back to why people are attracted to figures like this is because they provide the light. You know, they they actually they the, one thing you have to give it to them, Erin. They're the only people that actually say it as it is. Do you know what I mean? Like unapolog- unapologetically, they they mention the issues, which doesn't occur in mainstream media. You know, and they don't address it. So this is this is the point: is if you push people to the edges. They will go further to the edges. Do you know what I mean? Because no one else will listen to them. This is and it was the same. I mean, this is my same approach when it comes to like dealing with, you know, people say, oh, these right wing people or super left wing people. No, don't do that. Like bring them both into the conversation so we can both move into the middle instead of moving away from each other. Um, but yeah, this is what I think has happened. And it's it's really sad to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think um so so here's a few like of the talking points from andrew Tate. so he'll say stuff like we're all in a matrix the government doesn't really care about us the system is rigged this and that and all of those things i agree with this you know the government governments are all corrupt we are all getting fucked by our local politicians you know the economy is horrible um and there is the and he that talks about the expectations on men and what you should and shouldn't do blah blah i agree with a lot of those things right so that's where the nugget of truth comes in and i think that's where he pulls people in and then double whammy hits you over the head with well join my hustlers university i'll make you rich which he won't it's just a pyramid scheme and then you know he talks again because he has money obviously we talked about how he's made it because he has money he shows that money and says well if you give me more money i can i can give you a piece as well but i'm sorry no no super rich person is ever doing that they're not just going oh yeah, yeah i'll make you all rich as well uh, it's just not the way the world works uh, and yeah, gullible people and people who are desperate are, are falling for it it's quite a shame actually but um yeah i think i think the way as you said the way people talk about these figures is the problem as well a little bit because you have to either say that you're a hundred percent against someone or you're a hundred percent you know for the, so you have to either disregard everything they say or you have to follow everything they say and then they create these little camps where they're like you know i've seen loads of um tiktoks and tweets where like oh my boyfriend was following andrew tate so now i've broken up with him and like you know my my friends follow andrew tate so i don't speak to them anymore but it's like you're giving too much power to that individual by yeah, doing that exactly you know what yeah. i mean
0: yeah i had a friend that had um i don't know we were on a zoom call and i was with his other friends but He was sat and behind him was a book by Jordan Peterson. I mean, one of his psychology books. And one of his friends, she was like, I can't believe you have a book by Jordan Peterson. Like, don't you ever talk to me again? And she just like, at that moment, left the call. And like, they're no longer friends. Like, can you imagine? Like how much, but that's really dense. Like that, I'm sorry, but that kind of attitude is like, you don't even want to engage with the conversation. Like you're actually just as bad as the other side on the extreme end. Because you just, you're just you looking for a fight. You're not looking to understand each other, which is what people should be doing. Oh, really? I really disagree with you, but you're you a human being and human beings usually follow logic. So let me try and understand how you arrived there and then I'll fix the points where you deviate. You know, that's more constructive, but to just go, oh, what? This is against my worldview? No. And then boom, d- uh, disconnect. Of course, then you're going to create two sides. You're going to split society. And we're seeing this more and more today.
1: Do you know what it's? Uh, it's like confirmation bias, basically. So you're, you know, if you're if you're the person who has the Jordan Peterson book, for example, and I don't know much about what Jordan Peterson's ideology is, but let's say Jordan Peterson says, "Oh, uh, you know, women are too emotional and they give massive emotional reactions to things," and then you, let's say in this scenario, you're the girl, you turn around and you say, "Oh, Jordan Peterson book, fuck you," sort of thing, and you jump off the call, given extreme emotional reaction then because the initial person who was reading Jordan Peterson is looking for that reaction in the first place, they will have their biased worldview confirmed by your actions. So that's confirmation bias right there. So now they will be more devoted to Jordan Peterson than ever before because they're like, oh, well, he's right. Look, they gave such an extreme reaction to it. Yeah, but if exactly. you actually have that dialogue, have that conversation, I, I think maybe, and here's the thing, I'm not saying one side is right or wrong. So I'm not saying, oh, talk to them and get them to stop reading Jordan Peterson. But you know, if you talk to someone, you can maybe understand them. It's about understanding the person. I mean, you give such a rampant reaction, such a rabid reaction. We saw the same thing with uh, MAGA supporters, you know, uh, Trump supporters. Where the more people kind of stuck it on them, the more they shifted towards Donald Trump, and the more popular he got. You have to have that understanding between the two parties, I think.
0: Exactly, and <clears throat> something really like stands. I remember when I was a kid, I watched a TED talk, and you have probably seen it. But there's this black American man who went to visit the KKK and he did a tech talk on it and basically befriended members in the KKK. Now this is quite extreme. I give you that, but it was, it was the point of the story that when you follow him, you know, from where they started to where they ended, he actually pulled them completely off track to the point where they left the KKK. Now, you know, if he, if he wasn't willing, if this man is willing to converse with the KKK, yeah, I beg you just talk to someone who has a book of Jordan Peterson. Like do you understand what the power of conversation and, it, and ultimately it's empathy. There's an empathy point where you need to try and understand why they feel like that. Cause human beings, I believe are not evil, like default. I feel like they get forced into a corner and they choose an easy route. This is what usually happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, In babies aren't evil. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly. we obviously become evil with age. And the guy you're talking about actually is called Daryl Davis and yes. when people saw pictures of him take uh you know shaking hands with kkk members there was a lot of uncle ruckus memes and people criticized him heavily and got onto him and really like you know spewed a lot of hate at him but when he came out i think he actually done a joe rogan podcast and i actually did listen to it because i have always found this guy very interesting yes and when i when i listened to his viewpoint on it i was like oh you know that's what he was doing in those pictures you know i didn't dr- jump to my conclusion uh straight away i listened to the podcast i was like oh that's what he's doing and the way he explained it kind of made sense where he was coming from now like you said that seems a bit extreme to me to try and change a kkk member but i understand why he did it and he's someone that i'm very fascinated by and i think he's very interesting the the way he's gone about it Mm. um so like now for example where i initially saw a lot of animosity towards him and i was like yeah fuck that guy sort of thing now i look at him and i think oh that's Daryl Davis. You know, that's what he does. He's a good guy. He's got good intentions, but it all starts from actually hearing the other person's opinion and point of view.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, eventually you draw a line, and like, maybe for me it's that. But um, but my point is, if he can do that, at least attempt it. Like, don't 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 radicalize yourself, because you know we look at other other people that are radicalized and say, hey, I, I can't believe they were radicalized. But you know, it's so easy to end up in that certain circumment and to just like you said, confirmation bias on yourself as well on on each side. So and I think this is what happened with the Andrew Tate stuff. Um, but anyway, moving on. Like recently I heard he's getting into the boxing scene. Now, everyone's getting into this celebrity boxing. When are we getting a P7? You know what? Me and you should just scrap for money, bro. I'm I'm gonna be serious.
1: Listen, I don't think anyone's paying for that. But yeah, if someone gives me a fiver, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: <if> I, <laughs> I don't times. mind.
1: Yeah yeah I That's don't mind. Now the thing is um it's interesting that because basically what's happened is Jake Paul who was supposed to be fighting Hashim Rahman who actually is a boxer had some sort of disagreement with him I think with regards to his weight where they kept saying no go higher go lower whatever and in the end the the boxer decided to pull out and when he pulled out um coincidentally at the same time KSI's opponent because KSI is also doing an event uh, Alex Wasabi I think he was supposed to fight he also pulled out due to an injury. So everyone was saying, oh, you two should fight. But KSI decided to fight Swarms instead. And so now Jake Paul doesn't have an opponent. And the voice of Twitter and TikTok and whatever is saying Andrew Tate should fight him because obviously he used to be a professional kickboxer. Now, I, I do think that Andrew Tate would probably beat him up, given that he's you know trained for it for a long time. But I, I think at the same that. time, Jake Paul he does this thing very well where he keeps saying, oh, I'm a YouTuber, I'm a YouTuber. And I think Andrew Tate pointed this out as well. He keeps saying, I'm a YouTuber, I'm a YouTuber, but you're a young man who's been boxing for four or five years with the best trainers in the world. You can't really keep saying, I'm a YouTuber, I'm a YouTuber. You've been training in boxing for four or five years. Hmm. You've had a few fights, albeit not against boxers, but against actual professional fighters who've been you know, world champions in their own individual sports. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of... I don't want to watch that shit, if I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. I like watching actual boxing because when you do watch these shows, it's all talk. Yeah. But when you actually see them box, it's like people fighting underwater. Like there is no technique to it or ability to it. And you're just like, what is the point of wasting your time on this? I'd say just stream it if you can. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I wouldn't pay for it. I'm going to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is, man. I mean, it, we're going to get more and more of these. If it generates money, then people are going to do it. And I think, I think uh, Jake Paul is a good example of a person like Andrew Tate. Yeah. Who knows that if you hate him enough, you're putting him into the mainstream. So he will just be as irritating as possible because the more he irritates people, the more they'll talk about him. And the more, you know, he, he, this is the game plan, bro. This is how you get money. We should say outlandish shit as well.
0: May- Mayweather effect. That's what Mayweather did. He just pissed everyone off. Like he just kept pissing people off knowing he's just building a bigger fan base that hates him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Money Mayweather He's a blueprint.
0: Yeah, I you know mean, they don't him. call him
1: Money Mayweather for no reason. The guy literally made billions mm. <laughs> off of the back of people just hating him. That's it.
0: That's crazy, man. What, what a way to do it. But like, I think Jake Paul though on a sly sly, I think he can now compete with low level professionals. Like he's been, like you said, he's been fighting for a, quite a long time, and I've seen the improvements. Like I I watched the highlights afterwards, and I can see him improve after each fight. And I really wanted him to fight um, uh, Tyson Fury's bar- brother. Because I feel like we don't really know what Tyson Fury's brother's level is. I think he's an entry level professional, and that's a good test for Jake Paul to see can he now enter the real like professional you know ring. Like even if he wins an American title, that is big. Like forget Um, world title, he'll never win that. But if he wins a national title, that is huge for him.
1: Absolutely. I mean, but then we've seen Dominic Brazil. Do you know what I mean? Like we've we've seen fighters like that fight at the top level. So. Boy, I'll be honest with you, that guy, that guy's a boy. fucking horrible boxer. So you know I what I mean say about him, boy. Yeah. Ortiz, who is about 67 years of age, he's still getting fights against Deontay Wilder. So why not? You know what I mean?
0: Why not? Everyone can make money if Ortiz is making money. Why not? Exactly.
1: That that man is 89 years of age. You know what I mean? He's Zimmer frame into the ring and he's still getting big, big fights. So and I mean Derek chisora has got one brain cell left in his head from all the fucking blows, but he, he's still getting big fights. So
0: he's gonna fight Tyson Fury. Oh, is he? Yeah, there's a oh, Jesus
1: Christ, bro. He's going to be drooling from his <laughs> mouth by the time he hits he hits fifty, man. There's no way this guy. He needs someone close to him needs to just tell him enough. Know You've had a great career.
0: Yeah,
1: it's time to hang up the gloves, man. Enough.
0: I think though this would be his last fight. Like if he does do Tyson Fury, there's no way he's going. Like what you can't go up from there. If you lose to Tyson Fury, you're back at the bottom of the of the ladder. The thing
1: is, he's being it like well, not being sorry. He's he's fought everyone. Like he's fought every big name. I think Tyson Fury is the only one that he hasn't fought him, right? In the past? Yeah, he he's
0: fought him twice. So this oh, he has trilogy. fought him? Yeah, yeah. He's fought oh, him this
1: twice. is oh, okay, yeah. So he, he, you literally fought everyone. Now you're going back to fight Tyson Fury for, did you say, the trilogy fight? Yeah, for the trilogy. Okay, well, then there you go. Like, enough. How, how many more fights do you need?
0: It's crazy, yeah. I mean, this is the big money fight. Uh, I'd say do this, retire. You know, if you manage... You know what, if heavyweight boxing and Chizora especially, like, he's still got power. So he's got, like, a... 5% chance that he'd land a you know punch what, though, and knock him Dylan out.
1: Dylan White as well, same thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Dylan White is a very yeah, similar yeah, fighter to Chizori same. in that yeah, they've yeah. both got mad punching power, but you can't hit Tyson Fury, bro. And he's actually got a decent chin, Tyson Fury. Fury. that's he the does, annoying he part. does. Like, he, he does. evades shots, but even if he does get hit, it's not like he's going to go straight down. So, who knows, innit?
0: anyway, what can we do? That's the boxing, celebrity boxing stuff. So I guess we'll move on to the next stage of our uh, podcast. So you thought it was over, yeah? But we got more entertainment for you. And next, we're going to be reading up on Reddit. Um, our previous episode did really well. And this time, we want to read up on um, advice, I believe. Reddit advice. So I think, right, I've got one, but I don't understand what it's saying. So shall I read it?
1: Yeah, sure. Go for it.
0: Okay. Oh, but there's an update. Never mind.
1: Okay, so, let me read one go on, then. Go on. So, I'm only reading this because the title of it is fucking insane. So I just want to read what I... I haven't actually read through it before, so this is going to be the first time for us both. But the title is, My Dad Masturbates Openly in the Living Room and It Freaks Me Out. What? Mad. That is crazy. Okay. That is crazy. What, that, what are you on?
0: What are you on? <laughs> what okay. is this?
1: I'm a 16-year-old girl. I live with my mom and dad, but lately my mom has been working late with her job. My room is upstairs and downstairs is the kitchen and living room. From the staircase, you can see into the living room. That's where my dad likes to spend his evenings watching TV. Well, now that my mom isn't home, he's spending his evenings masturbating in the living room, and I can see him from the staircase. I don't know if he knows I can see it, but the fact that he only does it when my mom isn't home is suspicious to me. Even when I go downstairs to get a glass of water I, and I stomp really loudly on the stairs, he keeps masturbating. What is worse is that he is verbally, emotionally abusive and he has threatened physical violence against us before. Because of this, seeing him act openly sexual when I'm home alone with him is making me really, okay, this took a fucking dark turn, making me really scared. I'm scared my mum is going to downplay it like she does with all of his abuse, but it makes me sick to my stomach and afraid. I try to stomp around a lot to remind him that I'm home, so maybe he'll stop touching himself, but he still does it. Worse still, sometimes I can hear him moaning. What the fuck? Even with my door closed. I'll take my bathrobe and stuff it under the crack in the door to make it so no sound can come in room (laughs) and I can still hear it. What the fuck is this guy doing? Would he be overreacting to tell someone? Maybe not. My mum, because she won't care, probably. She always tells me how her clients have it worse than us. She works in mental health care. But what if I told the teacher that I didn't really feel safe at home at night? Would that make my parents angry? Would that be going too far? I'm just grossed out and there's no way to address this without making someone angry. I feel disgusting typing this out. Please someone help
0: bruv your dad's a nonce you can run <laughs> out, bro, my like, man is a nonce bruv your dad, like it's so peak it's so peak I messed up but like this woman needs help now every second Evan, I beg you tell me all my days like my mind is blown up I, like you don't know understand where I'm at now I'm actually spun what
1: the bro f- that is insane
0: this man is sick he's sick in the head do you, know how sick bro, do you know also
1: do you know how loud you have to moan that she's literally muffling her door with Bro, he's putting on.
0: Who moans? I beg you, I beg Bro, you. I like who moans? Wrong. I've never, I've never moaned in my life. This is so stupid. Like he's doing it on purpose.
1: Th- that's what's worrying. You know what I mean? Because if it was like he was doing it on secret and you just happen to know, then he doesn't know that you know. Whatever. Do you know what I mean? He's just getting caught. He's just an old man getting caught out. But the fact that it's so obvious that you know and he's going out of his way to make sure that you know it as well makes me think that this is only going to lead up to something worse
0: cool
1: feds just cool, cool fair 100 call the police i also like i think you need to create this safe environment for children where they feel like they can speak with you know their parents ish, or you know their teachers or whatever should something you know be happening be uh, tough the life. fact that the mum she goes my mum, i think is going to downplay it and is telling me that other people have it worse it just goes to show that that's not a safe environment at all for a child because you should feel comfortable telling your mother if something like that was happening
0: but you know what is with, like, they don't want to make the situation worse in in their minds. I, I know there's no worse than this, like, you have to just end it. But in their minds, it's like, well, it's, like, livable. That at the moment, she's still living with it. And she knows that if she pulls a string, like, it all goes undone. And, like, you know, it's hard for a child to basically swallow that pill, even though it's the correct pill. So it's really tough, man, because you, yeah, I don't know how you... This is why, actually, it's more about, like, surveilling... Schools need to be vigilant. Do you know what I mean? Like, surely there's giveaway signs or friendships or... Do you know what I mean? Or even behaviours in a child. Like, I'm sure she goes to school and she has, like, weird behaviours. Do you know what I mean? She needs to let it out some way. And usually, at least in our experience, like, at school, you know, the kids that were doing the most usually had, like, stuff going on in the background. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. you got to... But like, it's so tough, man, this guy's a sick bastard. I can't even, you know how sick you have to be. Like, that is sickening, man. That is so nah, sickening. The, the,
1: the moaning thing spun me, bruv, because that Who says to that? me, yeah, that Who? says to me that he knows, like he's doing it so that his, his daughter, like, is aware that he's doing it, which makes it very, like, it takes it to a new level
0: crazy crazy yeah. is, is there is there like an ending or what were the comments on there? There,
1: there is no ending really i think someone made like a, a joke post post which like my god like the internet is fucking ridiculous mm. they made a, a a joke post about it and then she responded saying like i asked it because i wanted genuine help but people are making joke posts about it and now i just don't i don't want to hear nothing else about it and i think she just like kind of left it at that
0: oh wow yeah what
1: trolls so, yeah it's horrible uh, Let me read another one. I think this I one got, is a good one. I, I got,
0: more oh, you got one. You really pulled me down there, Aaron. So, my 22M vegan girlfriend, what's 22M?
1: So, he is a 22 year old male.
0: Okay, my 22 male vegan girlfriend, 21 female, wants me to get rid of my cat. <laughs> TLDR, my girlfriend is a passionate vegan and wants me to get rid of my blo- <laughs> beloved cat because cats eat meat and kill mice okay. <laughs> oh my days this is ridiculous <laughs> I mean this is a response let me go to the beginning I've been dating my girlfriend for seven months she's amazing and super compatible in a lot of ways she's an outspoken vegan and she made it clear at the start of a relationship that I was important to her and that any potential had similar cruelty-free values okay whatever that means me already being a pescatarian had little difficulty transitioning to a fully plant-based diet don't do it don't do it to yourself my girlfriend was proud of me for going cruelty free and everything seemed well we became the vegan couple on our college campus you know what you know the the things people do for nyash like
1: it's bro you're in college as well man jesus christ bro move on then there but to be fair when you're when you're in that that age group though like every love feels like the one and only do you know what i mean so maybe he's just is feeling like oh she's the one
0: the grip that Niash has on, on my people is crazy. Then there's my cat, Mittens. I've had her for three years and I adore her. She's such a sweet and cuddly cat. However, my girlfriend was always a little apprehensive around her and she blamed it on not growing up around cats. After a while, we sort of made a tactic agreement of mostly hanging out at our apartment instead of mine. So Mittens never really came up again in a conversation fast forward through all the quarantine stuff my girlfriend and i spent a lot of time together during the pandemic and we talked about taking our relationship to the next level we began seriously looking at either buying a new apartment you know these people are rich you know these people are rich Evan. there's talk about buying Bro, well, when apartment. you're a
1: vegan contract. you're automatically middle class anyway 100
0: man you see me i wasn't even thinking about buying my first car together or having one of us move in with each other however after a lot of talking and planning my girlfriend sat me down and dropped a bombshell on me she said that with this next phase of the relationship, she did not see a future with me unless I was willing to give away mittens. What a fucking bitch. She said that she, she believed owning a cat is unconscious unconscionable for vegans because they hunt mice and eat meat. Hunt mice and eat meat. And because they act very. You know what? I'm just going to cut it straight. She doesn't want to be with you, my guy. She doesn't want to be with you. She doesn't know how to turn you down. This is her way of saying, let's break up. It is what it is, isn't it? Like, sometimes you just got to read the signs. Like, this is so stupid and unreasonable. Like, it can't be anything else. Surely, Aaron.
1: Like, surely. Also, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, you can't say you love animals and then tell someone to get rid of their cat because it kills mice. Like, do you know what? The worst kind of vegan is the vegan that forces its values onto animals. Because, fine, force you on your boyfriend. If he decides to take it up, then that's up to him. And he's a grown man, but why are you trying to force it onto an animal? Like, what the fuck is the cat meant to do?
0: Crazy, crazy. You know what's the worst kind of vegan? The kind of vegan that can buy a house at the age of 21. That's the worst. That right there. You see that right there?
1: Zero self-awareness.
0: Zero self-awareness. And you know, this this is her first house. She's going to buy like three more and rent them out. And that is worse for the environment. You know what? You're getting me mad, blood. You're going to get me mad. Like, ah man. I can't believe it, though. The cheek. That you just break up with the guy Why are you trying to torment this person she, First of all She already turned him to vegan Which is a bad move on my guy I'm sorry you, you gave up way too easily Like Like it's not the one And then on top of that She's saying Get rid of your best friend Move on bruv Tell her to keep it moving Yeah
1: what happens tomorrow When she says uh, Get rid of your nan What are you going to do? do You know what I mean like, if, she, if, she, if you accept this uh, Where do we stop Get rid of your nan Get rid of your dua, Get rid of your Do you know what I mean is where that, does it stop exactly yeah because for some people their pets are family so you, you, she's basically telling you to get rid of your family so boy that is not a good look man
0: but do you see oh you know what i'm going to connect it back to andrew tate see people like this yeah they're going to get their heart broken like in in a year's time he's going to get rid of his cat and he's going to find her sleeping with someone else He's going to be absolutely heartbroken that he gave up a year of meat that's what he's going to be heartbroken about he's like man i can't believe i couldn't eat meat for a year over this woman and then who's going to come in front of his screen? Andrew Tate. Do you know what I mean? And he's going to break it down to him where he's like, you know, you shouldn't have cared. If if she demands something, like, you should just move on. Which he's right, actually, in that sense. Like, if it's something that that's beyond belief, move on with your life. Then he's going to take it to the next level and be like, so therefore, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then he's going to be, you know what I mean? He's going to fall into the incel group. This is how yeah, it happens.
1: This is the pipeline, man. This is the pipeline, 100%.
0: don't get me mad basically
1: you're either gonna let her walk all over you in terms of me ask for things that are just completely unreasonable which you cave into or you're gonna have to stand your ground which is probably gonna mean the end of the relationship but Mm. at least you'll get into something hopefully down the line which is better and also he he said that they met in college and then there was the um, pandemic you haven't lived the real life yet what are you doing do you know what I mean relax a little bit slow your horses calm down do you know what I mean you still got a life to live
0: you know how much Nia is out here, bro? Just just like relax yourself. There's plenty of people to meet. It's okay. Like this yeah, one. Yeah, this yeah, one's like yeah,
1: the worst. This one there. This one there. That 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 relationship ain't gonna work. You, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to X that one real quick. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Aaron, you got any more? Or what are we saying? Is this uh, are we calling it a day?
1: No, nah, no, nah, let's do one more. Let's just All do right. one more. Okay, so am I a pussy for crying on my 18th birthday because none of my friends wish me a happy birthday basically what the title says 18 male who told everyone where my birthday was and messaged friends on snapchat where it shows it was my birthday to only get one birthday message from a friend who doesn't even have a phone right now am i being a pussy for thinking that even though i'm an adult now see me personally when someone forgets my birthday i i wish them every bad you know thing that goes through my i hope that their firstborn son is bald i hope that they you know catch a fever in the antarctic i hope that they 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 drown to death in the desert you know i i hope the worst for people when they forget my birthday it really irritates me because i'm like it's such a small thing you can just say happy birthday we've known each other for 15 20 years you know if you can't even say that then go fuck it because all my friends are my long-term friends i've known for a decade so if, if they didn't say happy birthday to me i get really vexed um i think it's 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 a very small thing and if a person can't even do that for you You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, fair enough. They might have just, you know, been busy or forgot whatever. But if they just straight up just completely don't say nothing, I think that is kind of rude and shows where you stand in terms of your relationship with them.
0: No, you're a pussy. I can't lie.
1: You're a complete pussy, Aaron. For me, that's how I feel, bro. That's how I I feel.
0: I, I know, I know. That's why you force it out of me, even though I don't mean it. So for me, like, um, I don't know man, why does it matter, it's just another date Actually I'm never celebrating my birthday, like
1: my mum my doesn't No but like here's the People thing, and neither do I And I'm not saying that, oh my god I sit every day and I think about how they're going to wish me a happy birthday But it's like literally you could just write HBD to your, to your boy on his birthday If you're not even doing that, do you know what it is, it's etiquette for me It's just mm. basic etiquette, like you don't even respect me enough to just say oh happy birthday Like that's such a rude thing in my opinion but I guess what his question was Isn't necessarily Oh they didn't wish me a happy birthday He's saying I felt bad about it And now I feel like a pussy For feeling bad about it But I don't think you should You're having a human reaction If it's something that's important to you And you feel bad about it You shouldn't then be shamed For feeling bad about it In my opinion
0: I don't know I think it's quite narcissistic Like I think You know who does You know what I think birthday should be flipped It should be a celebration for your mum Not for you Like she's the one that On the day You know went through all that labour and did all of that and then you just came out crying like why why are you the one to be celebrated it should be happy mother's day again (laughs) this is my opinion like i don't know i never i never liked the idea of birthdays so maybe it's just me in it but like i don't know to feel upset like to that level i can i can imagine being feel like you're missing out or something but to feel upset over a birthday it's not that deep rough if they love you day to day why does it matter if this day like you know they just weren't available or like if they're dicks to you all year round, that's another story. But like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me and my what? What? How I see birthdays? Let me give you an
1: example, yeah. So Maud, never celebrate. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck mod as well. No, but uh, <laughs> nah. Um. So for my birthday, somebody asked my missus for advice on what to get. Yeah. So she told told this person, oh, you should get him this. But she obviously asked me and was like, oh, what would you want? And I said, ah, oh, you know, I know that person might not want to spend a big budget. So just, you know, say this cheap thing to them and hopefully, you know, they they, they will just get the message and they'll buy that then if, if they want to buy something. Um, and so when she said back to this person, oh, this is what I think he wants, the person didn't even say thank you. And to me, I was I didn't say nothing, just aired the message. So to me, I was like, yo, that's disrespectful. Do you understand? It's like, I don't expect you to buy nothing for me. I don't expect you to do a whole show and dance, but it's a sign of respect. And me personally, I was brought up in a respectful way. Like, even if I didn't like someone too tough like that, you know, because of societal norms, I would do what I would see as as being respectful in any situation, not necessarily just for a birthday. But, you know, if you ask for someone for help, they give you help, then you say, thank you. You know, if, if it's someone's birthday and they're your friend and you, you deem them to be valuable to you, it's not like you're not losing anything from just being a like, happy birthday. And they can have a very human reaction, which is, oh, why did my friend say happy birthday to me? That's kind of Jeremy, that's kind of upset me. I think that's a human reaction to have. And it's a it's a thing of the way I view it, I know not everyone might view it this way, but the way I view it is is quite it's like a sign of respect to just say happy birthday or just to say thank you or please. You know, it's the reason why we we don't shit in our hands and throw it into people's faces. Do you know what I mean? It's basic respect. Like, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. So that that's the way I view it. I would be I would be very very much like you know, where are your manners first of all?
0: Right. But, right. Uh, I mean, I yeah. say it because I know people are like you and and they react badly. So I say it. But like, if you if this world was run by me, I would never say it.
1: You will never hear it. I don't can we want to, can we talk about that? Can we get down yeah. to the the psychosis that you're going through at the moment? Yeah. Why is saying happy birthday to someone something that you would never do? Like no, you're no, making no, it like, sound like you're you're no, I mean, you're like, literally giving them
0: no. But like why you know a handjob? So like what,
1: what what's the big deal? I don't no, understand.
0: But why is it so important? Like if I if I don't say it, why is it like groundbreaking?
1: Yeah, but why do you think it's groundbreaking? A person it doesn't I'm have to be groundbreaking. I mean, A it's pers- groundbreaking
0: for you. That's my that's no, my no, mind. no.
1: What I'm saying is, I would view it as disrespectful. That wouldn't mean that my day is ruined. But that's and this it and is that. because I would no, disres- but my day isn't ruined.
0: But you've been disrespected. Is yeah, I've not? been no, no. I've been yeah.
1: disrespected by you. So, why so do you now I like? have ill feeling towards you. But it's not going to ruin my life. I'm not going to be no, like, oh so my it. god. Of course not. If you didn't say happy birthday to me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like break down in tears, but it's just like I view it as this person's kind of been disrespectful. So it will change the way I view that person going forward. But like,
0: why is it? But the reason why is because it touched something important to you. If it didn't touch something important to you, then you wouldn't react in that way. So my question is, why is it important? Like, to the yeah, Because I've said
1: this. I've, I, I, me personally, like, if we're not talking about the pers- person who posted, for me personally, it's just. It's just a disrespectful thing, you know. Like we talk every single day. Today is the day that I was born. I don't expect anything from you.
0: I mean, I, just I say a,
1: it. The just is a I one see. line of happy birthday. Like, I mean, is, why is that such a hard thing? Do you know what? It, okay, I did it. I did. What the reason is? Mm. Because it's such a nothing action that you can do that doesn't cost you anything. That isn't of any effort. It's literally three letters: H B D. But you go out of your way to say it, I'm not going to say it to you. When saying it to me doesn't give anything to you, doesn't take anything away from me, it's just a sign of respect and acknowledge, oh, yeah, today was the day that you were born.
0: But I, I think flip it. Instead of saying to go, you know, you go out of your way to not say it, flip the logic where, like, you don't ever think about it, and now you really need to go out your way to remember this date.
1: No, no, but remember what I said. Mm. I said they may have forgotten it. They might have been busy. They might, you know, whatever. But in also, this like, instance the guy has, has told everyone he said yo it's my birthday on friday do you know what i mean and the day comes and they don't no one mentions it
0: me personally well, for me that's... you're
1: going out of your way to say no Look, to, me, to not say it
0: me personally i know people react like this and this is why i say it because to make sure but like if i don't say it i don't mean like in my my in my heart the depth of my heart there is no malice like like it, But I know that people Take it seriously I don't understand why okay, But okay, I know okay, they okay. do And I still say it because Can, it can I ask it.
1: you a question? I can't believe this has led To such a long conversation But can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah So let's say you know It's my birthday Which it was recently Yeah, yeah So let's say you know It's my birthday Because I told you Oh, by the way, on Friday Do you want to have a barbecue Or whatever? Yeah, yeah, So let's say I told you It's my birthday Why would you Like, what is I your go reasoning? Yeah, yeah, that's true Yeah, yeah What is your reasoning To be like, I don't want to say it yeah, yeah, that's re- what is the reasoning behind that?
0: I got you. I got you. Yeah, that's stupid. Like, if you know they care about it, and
1: why would you? No, care no, no. About let's it? say they don't care about it, but you know it's their birthday, and you know the norm is to just be like, oh, happy birthday. Just in passing, just be like, oh, happy birthday, by the way. Why does it matter? Why does it matter so much to you to not say it?
0: But no, it, it doesn't matter to me that I don't. It, that's the point. It doesn't matter to me. So if I don't say it, let's say I go, that day passes, and I just don't say it. Like, I don't think about, oh, no, again, I'm saying, like, no, no, but oh, I'm, I'm saying to
1: say you, I, yeah. I, I'm saying to you, like in this situation, the person said, oh, by the way, it's my... so you're aware that it's the person's birthday. Mm. And I, you, I mean, I'm, I'm, I believe, I don't know, but I mean, I've known you for half my life. I would assume you weren't, you know, raised on a farm. So, you know that people say happy birthday to one yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's
0: so, why I say it. That's why I say
1: it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, like, no, this is what I I'm do, saying. Yeah, it's like... a basic societal norm. So, like, <laughs> for you to be like, no, you know what? I know it's your birthday. Fuck you. I'm not going to say happy birthday. Like, to me, that's just rude. Like, what that's the fuck? Why? I'll, be, I'll be
0: honest. Yeah, okay. I understand what you
1: mean. Do you understand saying? where I'm coming yeah. from? Like, when I say it's rude, I mean it like that. I don't mean, oh, you, oh, my friend happened to forget, bro. You're not my boyfriend. you know what I mean? You don't need to yeah, remember yeah, the day I was born. But if we're yeah. literally hanging out on my birthday, we're about to cut a cake for my birthday. You're like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to say happy birthday I'm not even going to I'm not even going to bring him A piece of his own cake Fuck him you know? I'm going to be like What the hell is wrong with this guy Like what Yeah nah, <laughs>
0: you no know I've yeah. At
1: yeah, that yeah. point I'm like It's normal for you to be like Yo you know what That kind of hurt my feelings That you, you, you're standing next to me On my birthday Eating my <laughs> birthday cake And you're not even saying Happy birthday to me Like what the fuck is that about Get out of my house <laughs> Yeah do you know what I mean Get the fuck out of my At that point I'll curse you bro I'll put a curse <laughs> on your family Because it's like what, is the, like what is your logic here That's what I don't understand
0: Nah I feel, you, I feel you I'm talking like in a perfect world If it was according to me No one would care But like I know I don't live in that world And it it's a world where people care about these things And if if I know and I don't say it Then it's a Yeah you're right and Then it's a, Do
1: you know it's what I mean Even because yeah. the thing is brother I've said stuff like Oh what a cute baby Even when the baby isn't cute
0: Yeah you know it's fugly
1: Yeah because it, it, brother, it's, the, it's the norm You know what I mean If someone says Oh look at my b- baby's pictures And I look at it and go Huh okay And I just turn around
0: do you think like, HBD is this? This I think HBD is mad disrespectful. By the way,
1: no, fam. For me, I don't care because I say HBD to people. I'm not oh, gonna lie to you. I I'm just saying. Go, you know, I'm yeah,
0: I was my defender.
1: That's what I'm saying. Wait, okay, well, fuck you then. <laughs> 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 Grow a pair, bitch. I think I think it's just like it's a norm, Do you know, what I mean, Uh, like, again, I I I wouldn't deep it too much. But I think if it gets to the point where I've literally told you, yo, it's my birthday, let's go here Mm. together. We go to the location. I give you a slice of my cake and you just look me in the face and say nothing. I'm going to be like, yeah, you know what? You're doing it on purpose now. So that's pissing me off. Oh my day, it's so funny,
0: but you know what? I agree with you. In the end, I understand what you mean. Do you understand
1: yes. what I'm covered? Yeah, like yes, I, it's up. yeah. On surface level, it seems like you're being a bitch about it, but at the same time, it's like, bro, <laughs> you're you're in my house eating my fucking chocolate gato cake from, from Iceland. Iceland. You know yeah, that one I, bangs yeah. as well You know that one's yeah, That's I'm the like, best cake man Two pound cake is the best I'm Whoa, telling you man
0: crazy No <laughs> no nah, nah, I, I deep it I deep it It's actually mad rude actually now Do you know, it Do you know It's
1: If fuck? you know
0: If you fully know You're in a group chat Everyone's saying happy birthday And then you're just like no, nah, I'm not going to say <laughs>
1: yeah because like what is the reason (laughs)
0: that's crazy that is actually crazy Yeah, even
1: people we
0: haven't spoken to in 10 years will pop up in the group chat and be like happy birthday
1: bro I swear to God one time this guy that I went to primary school with messaged me when I was like 19 because I was Facebook friends with him and on Facebook it says oh it's this person's birthday he just sent me a message going yo happy birthday bro I don't even remember that I barely remember you but thanks you know what I mean so if my man can do it Mm. then my friend of 10 years who's literally like for my birthday cake can say yo happy birthday by the way
0: I feel like this is directed towards me did I make a mistake
1: no no you're actually good this year you're oh, good okay, this year Well, done. I'll put you on my good list this year <laughs> I don't have a feud with you right now <laughs> I don't have any family curses yet That's yeah good. not yet not yet, not yet. I, haven't, I haven't cursed your firstborn just yet
0: that was good that was good oh my days what a funny episode so anyway on the back of that hopefully you enjoyed um, hopefully we'll be posting more and uh, yeah we'll see you next week
1: all right, see you next week. Okay, uh, Steve, why didn't you say, who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? You.
0: That was bloody brilliant.